This is Water Daily for June 21, 2022. This week we explore Luke 9, 51-62, which shows the level of commitment needed to be a follower of Jesus. Today's reflection is Fire from Heaven. Many Christians of my brand, mainline Protestant, mostly progressive, are horrified at the violent rhetoric we hear from conservative church circles, particularly the identification among many American evangelicals with gun culture. I encourage you to watch The Armor of Light, a documentary that has a powerful look at how one such conservative, the Reverend Rob Shank, a leader in the pro-life movement and in conservative church circles, came to see how incompatible opposition to gun safety laws was with being pro-life. It's sometimes shown on PBS or get a copy to show. The language of vengeance and violence, though present in Old Testament texts, runs counter to the good news proclaimed and lived by Jesus Christ. Yet not even his disciples were strangers to that flame-throwing impulse. Quote, On their way they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him, because his face was set towards Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. End quote. James and John are being hyperbolic. There are no recorded instances of fire from heaven consuming the wicked, though the prophet Elijah did a number with fire on a wet altar, after which he had 400 enemy prophets slaughtered. Yeah, it's in the book. Maybe their anti-Samaritan ire was kindled. Maybe they were juiced by the power they saw in Jesus and were beginning to exercise themselves. Yet I'm less interested in their bloodlust than in Jesus' response. Let's move on. When our message or our ministry is rejected, it's tempting to get angry at the very people we hoped to bless. Such feelings are human. But when we act on them, we depart from the way of Jesus. He was clear in his instructions to his disciples when he first sent them out. If a village does not receive you, shake its dust off your feet and move on to another place. Luke 10, 10 to 11. How long we are to try and when we are to go elsewhere are matters to be discerned. The spiritual reality is that God's work never has to be forced. When we are moving with the Spirit of God on God's mission, it flows. Things come naturally, connections are made, coincidences abound, and fruit results. I have been slow to learn this. Too often I try to push things or make projects happen on my own steam, ending up tired and frustrated. I'm learning to release my efforts and initiatives and blockages into God's hand, to sit back more and watch the Spirit arrange things, so that my gifts and time are most fruitfully used. This is what happens when we learn to expect blessings. And if we're not experiencing blessing in one endeavor, see where else the Spirit is leading us. Are there areas in your life that feel stuck or stale? Ways you have been trying to live the gospel that don't appear to bear fruit? Offer them to God in prayer. Ask for insight about when to persevere and when to fold your tents and move on. 
God does want us to command fire from heaven, the fire of the Holy Spirit moving through us to cleanse and make holy our hearts and the world around us. The more we invite that holy fire into our hearts, the freer we are to minister God's grace.